Hey guys, what's up? So today I'm very excited to have on our first like super professional, real entertainment guest. Today we have Matt McGee on. Say hello. Hey, glad <laughs> to be here. Thanks for uh, inviting me. Of course. I'm so excited to have you. So you are a photographer, but we're actually in your office right now where you're a dentist. Correct. That's so cool. Um, so yes, you do. De is it dentistry? Is yes. that how you would say it? Okay. Yeah. That's dentistry. my day job. That's yeah. my real job. <laughs> During the day and then photographer by night. And you do my favorite kind of photography, which I have touched on before is underwater. And we met. Gosh, I was just, I had just started modeling. Yeah, I was going through some photos during all this um, pandemic lockdown and actually um, was going through some old ones and found the first shoot that we did yeah. in my house. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that was so long ago. And neither of us knew what we were doing. And it was, oh my it was God. Just, yeah. yeah. So we met and yeah, we did a, a photo shoot. The first one that we did was like in the studio and oh god i looked atrocious my hair was so bad but then the second shoot that we did was underwater right at that pool i think I th yeah we had a big shoot at the uh at that at that pool with mm -hmm. all the uh, people from from tribe yeah and then we have shot a lot more underwater i mean i feel like i've only done a, a handful of other shoots you know like underwater shoots with other people usually they're with you because you get pretty good shots <laughs> yeah, it, but it's so much fun to do, though. It is. So, yeah, I wanted to have you on today because people think underwater photography and underwater modeling is just so cool. People always ask me questions about it. They're like, you know, how do you do it? What is it like? And so I thought it would be fun to sit down and have the model and the photographer talk because it's very different, but it's also very similar when you're underwater, I feel like, for the both of us. Yeah, it's there's... Underwater just gives you so many different challenges that you have to, to deal with. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, when you're in the ocean, you have to deal with scuba gear and maintaining buoyancy and not running uh -huh. into the coral reefs and watching your air supply and all that kind of thing. And then um, when you're dealing with models in a pool, you've, you know, you've got, what, <laughs> 10 seconds best maybe yeah. where you're going to get a few poses out of it. And they've got the fabric to deal with. It's all floating all over the place. Yeah. and. Um, and then the lighting is, is, is a, such a challenge because it only goes for about six feet. So you've got to be really pretty close to, mm -hmm. uh, to your subject. And so it's just, it's a lot going on. Yeah. So you mentioned being in the ocean. Right. And that's actually how you got started doing underwater, correct? So yeah, I, um, I bought a camera to use here at my office to document cases and that kind of thing mm -hmm. and show before and after stuff. And then I started taking it home. And just kind of playing around with it. And I'd always had a fascination with um, with the ocean since I was a kid. And so one uh, one day years ago, I was at a continuing education course, and the person was presenting on clinical photography, but he also happened to be an underwater photographer, and he was sort of flashing some of his uh, photos on the screen before the presentation. And I started thinking, yeah, I'd like to try this out. So literally the next weekend, I went and um, started my scuba certification. And... Um, you know, long story short, I just started taking cameras underwater. The first camera I took underwater was one of those old disposable cameras in a plastic housing that you had to literally take and have the film processed and the photos yeah. are just atrocious. And then it went to a, <laughs> to a point and shoot um, that I used and gradually started getting better and better cameras. And um, 
so I was watching this this documentary, and this was before Shark Week. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's just, you know one of the few shark documentaries that you would see, and it was this one place that had all these different species of sharks in one location. I just thought this was so cool, and all these people were diving with them, and they were you know they weren't a threat. And so I just watched the credits at the end to see where they filmed it, and it was a place called Cocos Island. Mm-hmm. And Cocos is, um, it's an island off of the Pacific coast of Costa Rica. It's about 350 miles from shore. Mm-hmm. And it's, it actually is Treasure Island. When, when that novel was written, that was the inspiration for Treasure wow. Island. And there's actually believed to be um, treasure hidden there, the I think they call it the treasure of Lima, something like that. Okay. So they took all this gold from Lima, Peru, and then uh, Cocos is kind of a, a you know an island in between there and uh, back to Central America, and so they just buried that there. That's the legend, but who knows? But mm-hmm. anyway, f- as far as sharks goes, there it's just like a, they call it sort of like a truck stop in the middle of the ocean for these open water animals. And I wanted to photograph sharks, and that was the best place to do it. So I kind of bit the bullet and. Bought a housing for a nice camera, got me some strobes, and off I went. Wow. And what what is that like? Because I am a little scared of the ocean, the fact that it's so big and so deep and who knows what's under there. So the fact that you go under and you shoot all these sharks, and I mean, I've seen your videos and stuff. We'll have them like linked so you guys can go and, you know, search up Matt and see all the wonderful stuff that he does. But some of that stuff is crazy. It, you know, it, it looks that way. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I don't want to come across as being cavalier about this or like I'm some adrenaline junkie. <laughs> because, you know, so, you know, some people sort of say, oh, well, my bucket list, I'm going to go skydiving and I'll go dive with sharks and all this kind of thing. It's just not like that. And the, the feeling on the boat before you go in, it's not like, okay, I hope nobody gets bitten or anything. It's uh-huh. just, it's this feeling of we're going to get to interact in person with this wild animal with nothing between us, no cages, no nothing. And it's just this, we're so lucky, blessed or privileged or whatever to do this. And so you back roll off the boat and you start to to drop down. And usually when the splash, that'll kind of scare them off a little bit. Mm-hmm. But once you get down to depth, they'll start coming in and they're interested in what you are. You know, you're not you don't look like their food source, yeah. but they, you, so some of them will come up and they want to check you out. Um, and you, I mean, obviously it's, um, you have to be respectful of these animals cause they mm-hmm. can hurt you, Yeah, but it's very rare that it, that it happens. You look for certain behavioral patterns to, to be aware of, but it's just fascinating when the first time that you sort of have a shark that's within you know, arm's length of you Mm -hmm. and you can see in its eye and that eye is twitching and it's checking you out. It's so cool. It's just unbelievable. That's crazy to me. So you, you have done, how many shoots do you think you've done where you photographed sharks? I, I, you couldn't even count. I've dove more with sharks than without. I mean, some, some of them you just go specifically like when you go to this place called tiger beach in the Bahamas. Mm Mm-hmm. And the tiger stands for uh, tiger sharks. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of tigers there. I mean, you can go there and dive a week. <clears throat> Every dive, there's not going to be one or two sharks. There's going to be probably 30. That's crazy. Now, there's different species, but I mean, it's you just go and there's always going to be sharks there. So it's just one of these things that you just, it, it's, it's just so much fun. And you, it, the more you do it, the more you learn how to interact with these animals. And some of them are more comfortable with divers. And some of them yeah. are like, what the heck are you? I'm going <laughs> to keep your distance. And, yeah. Um, yeah, but it's uh, hundreds, I would say. Wow. So 
obviously you've mentioned a couple of places that are probably just so beautiful. So what is, what's your favorite place that you've ever gone to shoot? Cocos. Really? Yeah. That's your favorite? It is one of the few places in this world that is untouched. Wow. So it takes a day and a half by boat just to get there. Oh so my gosh. So you're going out across the ocean into the middle of nowhere. And when you first get on the boat, they're giving you this briefing about don't do anything stupid because if you get hurt out there, there's no, yeah. there's nothing, there's no medical help. Um, like I said, be careful walking down the stairs. If you tri uh, trip and twist your ankle, there's going to be a problem. But you, you get there and it's just, it's pristine. It's untouched. The air feels different just above wow. the water. It's just fantastically beautiful. But then when you go below, there's so many different species of sharks that you can see there. You can see tiger sharks, whale sharks, white tip reef sharks, silver tips, silkies, just tons of them. And then, of course, the main draw for Cocos is the uh, schooling hammerheads. So you get this species of hammerhead shark called the scalloped hammerheads, and they congregate in schools of two, three, sometimes 400 sharks over some of these underwater oh seamounts. Yeah, and so you drop down. And you go down to about 95 feet, and then you look up, and it's just like the sky. It's just all these sharks, and nobody knows why they're really there. And then, wow. And it's it's just unbelievable. There's a, a few dive sites there that you can see that, and it's just, it's impressive. That sounds like someone's version of heaven on earth. Oh, for me it was. The yeah. first time I saw it, because I'd seen this on shark documentaries, uh -huh. and then when I, you saw it firsthand, and you just dropped down, and there they are, and it's just like this is this is unbelievable. There, are, most people in the world will never be able to, oh, to no. view that firsthand. Yeah. Um, but the the downside of it, it's very dangerous because ninety yeah. five hundred feet, you're breathing air quickly. There's strong currents. Um, people go out there and and die. I mean, they they drift away from the group and they never are found again. So you have to wow. really be careful with all this kind of stuff. But the the payoff is huge, and you can be on one dive site and see. Several different species. Mm -hmm. Well, that's amazing. So then you um, switched over to photographing humans underwater. Well, first was just models because I had um, a bunch of studio equipment that was just given to me. We have a um, right down at the end of the street. There's a um, there's a manufacturer of studio lighting and, and that type of equipment. And we have several patients from here. We, I would kind of talk about how I was into photography and that mm -hmm. sort of thing. Well, they would get some duds or stuff that had to be returned that they couldn't use. And every now and again, they just come in and like, you know, here's a softbox. <laughs> here's a light that's got a dent in it we can't sell. And so before long, I'd amassed enough equipment. And I thought, well, I really like photography, but I don't want to have to get in a boat and go out to the middle of the ocean to do it. To do so it. Yeah. I started looking at um, some, you know, fashion stuff and, and portraits Um Laura Jade out of uh, New York was a big influence on me. I really liked her work. And so I started um, saying, hey, I'm going to photograph people. And um, picked up the phone and start, started calling modeling agencies. And most of them didn't really want to have anything to do with me. But then when I called Sherry over at Tribe, um, mm -hmm. she, I told her I'd done underwater. And she was hooked. And that's how we got going. So I started yeah. shooting um Started shooting models, and, and, and that was fun, and I enjoy that and still still do. Um, but then I came across the work of this guy named Howard Schatz, mm -hmm. and he was um, he was an ophthalmologist, I believe, in San Francisco, and he was photographing these models underwater with uh, these long, flowy fabrics against 
a black background so the colors really popped and that type of thing. And I was like, I got to do this. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, you know, here, look, I've got the gear to do it. I can take a, a digital SLR underwater with strobes and lighting. You know, I can do this. So I started thinking, all right, let's, let's make this happen. Yeah. And that's like we said in the beginning, that's how we got connected. And, um, you know, we've done a lot underwater. So we actually wanted to talk about what it's like working with models underwater because um, it's very different from when you're above water, you know, you can constantly be talking to them, telling them what to do, how to pose, oh, fix this hair, do that. But underwater, it's a completely different ball game. Oh, 100%. And I think a lot of people, you know, they don't understand everything that's going on with it. So, for example, when you go underwater, it's tough to keep your facial expressions the way they are above water. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, you're going into an environment you're not really... You know, designed to, to breathe in. Mm-hmm. So some people got the puffy cheeks, they got their eyes closed and all that type of thing. And th- that just won't work. Um, yeah. It's, it's being relaxed and, and having to be calm and, and that sort of thing. And um, a lot of people go underwater and they go into, you know, their normal modeling mode and that just doesn't get it done. They mm-hmm. start changing poses really fast and moving and um, they have to really be aware of the, the spatial awareness is huge because if, you know, we're, we're, you know, six feet apart here or whatever. If I take a photo of you and your arm extends towards me, your hand is going to look, look gigantic. Huge. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's keeping that kind of stuff in mind because um, you may have a great facial expression, but if their hand's out there in front, it, it's no good. Yeah, well, and I feel like, you know, as a model, when you go under – And there are so many different factors, you know, you have the camera that you're trying to look good for, but you also are like, okay, kind of in flight or fight, like, I need to make sure I'm breathing, I need to make sure I can get to the surface. And then you've got all these fabrics that you have to make look super good. And I mean, that's, I have become very, like, calm underwater, I would say, you know, I can go down pretty easily and, and feel all right and I know that I'm going to be okay but there have been times where I'm wearing an extremely heavy dress oh yeah and you add that water and it's like oh my god I'm gonna drown get to the surface yeah yeah um and that's a huge point I mean I think wedding dresses some of these vintage wedding dresses look fantastic underwater but if you're at the bottom of a eight foot pool yeah and need to get to the surface that's trouble I mean you I've started actually the more shallow the pool, I've been getting better results. Yeah. If you can just, if you can just bend your knees and you're never actually not touching the bottom, they, I think models feel more confident because then they know all they have to do is stand up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not like you have to actually swim to the surface to be able to breathe. Yeah. And you know, I always, even though I do feel more like, okay, I'm closer to the surface when I'm in shallow water. I love shooting in the, the deep deep water because then you can kind of like go down and you have you got this amazing shot like the first time that we shot and most of my facial expressions were awful because I'd never done it before and so I looked like a clown but there was one point where I was like descending into the surface or ascending what is it I don't know ascending whatever I was going to the surface and I mean you just got like a beautiful shot so I think those are so, so fun. And you just can't really. Well, the fun thing about the surface is that you can get those reflections. Yeah, exactly. And that's something that I've learned a lot doing these. Um, I've looked into these uh, 
the physics behind the refraction of the light and where you have to position yourself because if you're not within that that certain angle of the surface, you're not going to get the reflection. Mm-hmm. But then when you do get that reflection, if you can point the camera up and you can get more of the the body and it looks like they're, you know, it's a reflection and it's just uh, that to me when you capture those, that's just that's just fantastic. Oh yeah. Well, and you have worked with um several models that I've also worked with that are just phenomenal underwater. I mean, you see their stuff and they it's literally like they're real life mermaids. Yeah. Like they go under and they stay under for so long. And that's another thing I don't think people understand is you think that you can stay underwater a lot longer than you actually can. Yeah. And and the other thing is a lot of times people move so quickly. So for example, if they've got a big poofy dress, that's going to look fantastic and they're at the surface and they kind of you know, get all the air out of their lungs like they're supposed to, and then they want to try to go down as quickly as they can. Well, what happens? The dress comes, comes flying, flying up, up over their head. Yeah. So then you got to push all that fabric back down, and by yeah. the time you do it, I mean, there's a lot of times models will, will go under, and <clears throat> you don't get anything because the they're 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 completely covered up. And you know, we've used those parachutes as as mm-hmm. dresses, and those are just so, it's some of them they're just too big. You know, you get lost in it. But yeah. the minute you go down, that fabric is going to stay up. So you think, oh, I can hold my breath for 10, 20, 30 seconds. Yeah, well, you're not going to get that much time shooting more than likely. Exactly. Well, and there's like, I went to a workshop about like two years ago, I think. And, oh, my God, it changed the way that I, I do underwater modeling. And I think, you know, it's made me so much better. But it is it is genuinely like a science like releasing all your air so that you can sink and closing your mouth so you don't create bubbles, but like, you know, opening your eyes. Like there's so many factors that you just, you don't realize that you have to do. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of physics in here with the with the, um, the, with the air in your lungs and just, and air gets trapped in all these little spaces in, in your head. I mean, I've had shots of mm-hmm. you that were fantastic, but when you leaned your head back just a little bit, a little bubble came out and if yeah. it's, it can be the yeah. size of, you know, a, a penny or smaller, but if it's over your nose, it's going to blur it and you can't edit that out. Yeah. And so there's so many things like that. I mean, people will, I'll usually tell models not to wash their hair, or use conditioner for a few oh, days yeah. because bubbles can get bubbles or you're just fighting against them. Uh-huh. And if you move too quickly, you're going to create little bubbles underwater. And mm-hmm. it's when you get to the editing portion, it's it's just a nightmare. <laughs> so. You just have to edit but out you can, every I mean, but bubble. You, yeah, I mean, but there's not, it's not much you can do about it. I mean, yeah. like I said, there's it's trapped in there. You want to try to get as much air out of your body as possible. But there's going to be little bits. And I can't tell you how many shots I've had where the little bubbles are trickling out their nose. Uh-huh. And it just... You know, because it, it just blurs everything and it's, you can't use the image. Yeah. Well, and you brought up another thing is like you can't put conditioner in your hair. You can't put lotion on. You can't put a lot of makeup on like the day of or even the day before because all of that gunk will get in the pool. That And that right there may be the, the most important thing because um, the clarity of the water will make or break it. Oh, 100%. And I usually tell the, the the person who owns the pool to shock it for a couple of days ahead of time, which means just overloading the chlorine in there to get it as clear as possible. 
But, you know, we did some of those shoots where we had a ton of models and a ton of photographers. Mm -hmm. And it was just a mess. I mean, it started off fine. Yeah. Um, the first ones in the pool, I was like, these are great images because it was so clear. But after a couple hours with people and their makeup, and it, and it just became so cloudy that it, you couldn't do anything. So the people that, you know, were at the end of the day, they may have done a great job modeling, but their images were going to be terrible because the water clarity was so bad. Yeah. So then in the future... When I started doing more of these and word kind of got out and people were asking me, hey, can I come back and do this again? I said, I'm sorry, but no, I'm trying to limit the number of people in the water. I, I think that upset some some people, but that's the, the reality. Um, you know, the, the big shoots that we did with those Facebook groups, I don't think I'll ever do again just because, I mean, it would be fun, but the water clarity but, is... Yeah, is, it's all about the water. Yeah. Because, I mean, once once you get all that stuff in there, you can't just, you know, like get rid of it. It doesn't take like, oh, you know, we'll take an hour intermission yeah. and it'll all be fine. Like, no, you know, it takes a while to get it back to being so clear that the images look good. And I don't know a whole lot about pools. I probably need to learn more about that kind of thing. But because of the backdrops that they use, they turn off the little, um, the, the traps or whatever. So the pool's not even while we're shooting, isn't doing anything to, yeah. to get the gunk out of it. So it's, yeah, it's just so critical. Yeah. Well, and I also want to talk a little bit about, like, what it's like. Because the last underwater shoot that we did, it was in a beautiful pool that I had shot in multiple times prior. And, oh, my God, was it so cold. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think people, like, really think about that when they think of underwater modeling. And photography, but like the water was freezing, but we still got really yeah, oh, good I got shots. Some of the best images I've ever I've ever taken in that one. Um, the water temperature was sixty three degrees. Yeah, and that is freezing cold. Um, I had a wetsuit on uh -huh. that was layered. I had like the full wetsuit, and then I had a vest with a hood. So um, I had a lot more than you all had. <laughs> yeah, um, but I was in there longer. Yeah, but it's sort of. Um, you know, it, it was funny because pretty much everyone that day was took it as a almost a personal challenge. Oh, 100%. Like, I can do this. And it was, I got there and I was setting everything up and I was getting ready to put the, uh, start getting in the water. And I, I stepped in the pool and I thought, we, we've got a problem here. <laughs> and the guy yeah. said it was heated, but it was a solar heat, which I don't know how well that works. It wasn't working well that day and it was in December. But, you know, once you got under there and got going, it was it was okay. But it oh, was, yeah. um, that was the most challenging shoot I've ever done. Well, and I think that you worded it perfectly. I mean, I, for me, I know I took it 100% as a personal challenge. I was like, I'm here. I'm going to get some good images, even if it means that, you know, I come out of this with a freaking cold because... Like, I really, really want a good shot because I hadn't, you know, I hadn't really done like a lot of underwater modeling where it was just me in the past like couple months, you know? So I really wanted just some good solo photos. And I mean, like I said, we got amazing pictures. Well, it was a good opportunity. I liked, I liked that pool. The depth of it was, was good. Mm -hmm. And there were only just a handful of us and I was the only one shooting. Yeah. So, um... It was, it was a great opportunity. It was just really freaking cold. So is it ever like that when you have been in the ocean? No. No, never? <laughs> it's, it's never been anywhere close to that. Wow. 
Usually okay. it's 80s, you know, maybe upper 70s. It starts to get a little chilly. Um, but I, I've never done anything close to that. Wow. And you've only ever shot models in a pool, correct? Correct. Would you ever take them out into the ocean? So there are some people that do this. And um, I looked into it. And occasionally you'll you'll see a workshop. And the, the person's name, I just can't remember at this time. But basically they go to... Um, these shark dive sites in the Bahamas mm -hmm. and um, they'll get these women with these big, huge, gigantic dresses and they're standing on the bow of this shipwreck and these Caribbean reef sharks are just swimming all around them. Oh my it's God. It's crazy. Then there's another guy in Korea that's doing the same thing. I'll, I'll try to get their names. So maybe you can link to their work yeah. after this, but it is such a production because you have to have like three safety divers for these models. Oh, a hundred percent. Um, You've got a shark wrangler, they call them, that's bringing the sharks in, um, all that type of thing. Um, Kimber Kiefer is is one that she, you may have seen her. She had actually, um, a, a video of her made it to like NBC Today Show. She's walking up the steps of a of a shipwreck and it's long hairs blowing oh in the currents. And the, and the sharks are just swimming all around. This is incredibly beautiful. Um Another place where people do this is in the cenotes in Mexico, which are basically these, like, holes in the ground, like caves, and the water is crystal clear. It's, it's, I think they're fed by underwater springs, if I'm not mistaken. I may be wrong wow. on that. And um, if you go at the right time of year, the the sun will be directly overhead and shooting through the, the, the canopy from the trees, and you'll get oh these God. beams of yeah. light coming down there. And it's just it's – just, absolutely beautiful so um people are doing that i would love to do it but it's it's not easy and um you gotta you gotta have a serious team and it's very expensive yeah wow okay so as we wrap up what is one place that you have never been to shoot that you want to go underwater or above water whatever okay i'll give you one of each um okay <laughs> underwater um well there's two places i've never i've never photographed whales and so okay. uh tonga in the South Pacific, you can dive with, uh, well, actually, you can snorkel with humpback whales. Um, wow. And that's really cool, but you can't go on scuba. And I'm horrible free diving. So, you know, you got you want to get down to their level and shoot them eye to eye. That's uh -huh. what makes a good photo. And for me, that's tough to do. Um, the other one, and you want to talk about cold, is uh, Norway. They do um, snorkeling with orcas up there. <gasps> wow. And... Um, the water clarity is not the best. It's kind of green, a little cloudy. But from what I understand, they'll, it's just unbelievable. And sometimes they'll have their, their little calves, the babies, and they're very oh. interested, and they'll just come up to you. Um, so those are, those are on the list. As far as above water, um, there's a place called Svalbard, which, again, is in Norway. It's uh, an archipelago way up north inside the Arctic Circle, and it has the highest population density of polar bears of anywhere in the world. Oh my gosh. So um, that one's that one's probably the top of my list of places to go right now. Wow. So those all seem so beautiful. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. With a model or without? Oh without. Without yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> You're like I yeah. don't need that extra work. Are yeah, you kidding? Yeah, just um, <laughs> yeah, because the, the the bears would be would be the model, to, you know, and yeah. Um, and the, and the whales would just be so, so beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Well, I will be very excited if you ever do that. Um, so I hope that you guys enjoy. Do you want to shout yourself out? Let us know where. 
Yeah, they, um, they actually, you. I've got a few different Instagram accounts because I've got different, you know, genres of photography. So at Matt McGee is just my um, regular landscape stuff, and then Matt McGee underwater is all the sharks and fish and that kind of thing, and then Matt McGee photo is the uh, the models underwater. Yeah, and I'll have that all in the description so you guys can go and check that out. Um, I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode with Matt. Go give him a follow and, you know, all your love. Um, All right, I will see you guys next week. I love you so much. Goodbye.